It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Padawans Podcast. I am your host, Luke. As you can see, I am the only one here. <laughs> Char had a prior engagement, uh, and you can probably see that we've got an awesome guest, but I've also got a lot of different other people um, coming in, uh, so uh, let's get to it. Never would have made it as Obi-Wan's battle. But you might make it as mine. Welcome again. Uh now time to bring on uh the man of the hour. Uh who it was supposed to be me and obviously my co-host Char and Chaco. Hello. Hello after, after, <laughs> after how long? How how long has this been on the calendar? It's a, a real, real long time, and yeah. uh, it got got moved uh, around yeah, it, a bit. But yeah, you know, we we're we're here, we're living. Oh yeah, <laughs> ready ready to talk some Clone Wars, do some uh, fun Ryloth arc. It's gonna be a fun time. It's a criminally underrated arc. I think this is actually one of the best arcs in the Clone Wars. Certainly, uh, my favorite of season one. So excited Absolutely. to talk about it. All right, you're not the only first person coming in. We've got Malik Ryerson. So excited. So excited to be here. Uh, Longtime listener, uh, short time fan. Uh, Very excited to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Very excited. Um, I'm going to ask a question, but I'm going to introduce everything, everybody first, and then I will uh, get to know each other a little bit more. Next up. Saucy. Net, oh yeah, it's gonna get real personal. Next up, Chris, Star Wars lawyer. Hello, what have we here? Oh man, saucy. <laughs> it's just like Lando's here right now. I tell you what, how are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Just, just, just chilling. Three glad to be here. I'm, I'm glad you guys decided to come on. I appreciate it a whole lot. Um, and another newcomer, Brian. With the beard. Hello. Beard man, yeah. Brian. Thank you for you having doing? me on. I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Ready to talk some uh, Ryloth, though. Absolutely. 
your beard looks really nice today. Like exactly. <laughs> I saw you last night and it's different, okay. you know? Let me it's just tell you right this right now. Brian, I he has like the best camera ever. It like gets every <laughs> single feature. It's ridiculous. <laughs> that's why his beard just looks so good. All right. That's what I'm that's that's my philosophy. Hydration. <laughs> Built his entire personality around water. It. Water. <laughs> water. And finally, he's been on the pod before. Mr. Harris Production. And you guys already know me. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going, guys? All right. So before we get started in Ryloft, um, Chaco, I'm gonna start with you. Um, what got you into uh, this little thing that we call Star Wars? Woo! Yeah, for me, it's um... <laughs> sorry about uh, about Suki. She chose I'm surprised right now. My, no, yeah, I, I'm surprised Chewie isn't barking either. So we're good. But um, yeah, I so my mom was was a, a closet nerd, and um, I grew up with a VHS tape of uh, Empire Strikes Back that I just watched over and over again. Even though I watched, uh, I found I watched a lot of things that had like puppets, um, and I was terrified of them, but I couldn't mm-hmm. stop watching them. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that's me laughing hysterically. Uh, hysterically when Yoda is acting all senile and then getting terrified when he gets serious. <laughs> and you can, will be. <laughs> and where can we find you on social media? Yeah, you can find me on um, TikTok at uh, Darth Chaco as well as YouTube. Um, hopefully we get to daily uploads soon. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be there. We're, we're getting there. Uh, I also have an Instagram, Darth uh, dot Chaco. And that's it for now. That's that's all. Um, I get saucy all on, all on Twitter, point. so I don't want you guys to see that. <laughs> every single time he either comes on like a podcast, or I'm on, I'm on I'm on a podcast with him, and we bring up Twitter. It's like the dark side of Chaco comes out, and he just like rips on people, and I absolutely love it. Hey, Harith has seen it. Oh, for yes. sure. I've yes. seen it. <laughs> that's true, true. And Malik, hi. Where can the good people follow you? And also, same question. All right. So uh, it, it's pretty funny. Uh, my aunt was actually the opposite of a closet nerd. My aunt was a mega nerd. Um, and she showed me Star Wars when I was really young. But it didn't really stick at first. Like, I remember my first Star Wars movie was Return of the Jedi. And the only thing I remembered was Jabba the Hutt. And he just stuck with me for, like, several years. Um, I then reached middle school and Spike TV kept playing the... the um, they like, Before Disney purchased, they kept doing the marathons. And uh, eventually, I was turning flipping channels. I came across Phantom Menace was on, and they did the marathon, all the prequels. I'm like, huh, let's get into this. And little did I know, like, my life would change <laughs> as I then <laughs> experienced some of the greatest, like, like, few hours in my life as I watched all the prequels in all of the original trilogy on Spike TV. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, people can find me on TikTok at the Jedi Smark. I make content talking about Star Wars, wrestling, and other nerdy stuff that I like talking about. And uh, also, I have a podcast, Ha! Exclamation point. It's a podcast with one A, Luke. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 ye
you know, but like I'm still gonna give him grief about it because I gotta. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, wherever podcast you're found at Spotify, um, uh, Audible, uh, Amazon podcast. You didn't Make sure get the voice we're do- right. You didn't we're doing a Halloween episodes right now called Boo. It's a podcast. So yeah. And to the lawyer himself, who is probably going to end up being my lawyer if I ever need him. <laughs> Why? Uh, what are you I, doing, Luke? Hey. <laughs> what so you, criminal activity are you up here. to, Luke? We're shooting for the putting, stars. Putting Do not in, incriminate yourself. Uh, see, see, put, putting it in football terms, a lawyer is like a kicker. You never know you need a good one until you need it. <laughs> you never know. I just, I, I don't know. I'm just... <laughs> as a Lions fan, I know what it's like to have a great kicker and then just have a kicker fired every week. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> true. Uh, but yeah. So uh, how did I get into Star Wars? So um, I, I, I got into it primarily because my older brother would just faithfully watch the original trilogy, like on a, on a weekly basis and I, I would sit down there at some point and watch it with him. Don't know how much I, of it I was consuming. But then The Phantom Menace came out. And my consciousness began when Darth Maul activated that second lightsaber. Oh, and I'm man. just like. <sighs> and it's been a wrap from there. Uh, you know, that's that that was the, um, you know, uh, lead dropping the weights moment like this. I'm all in <laughs> for the rest yeah. of my life. I'm all in. Yeah, um, I, yeah, absolutely. And you can find me on TikTok and Instagram and Twitch at Star Wars Lawyer. Um, I'm monopolizing that before, you know, the other people, anybody else tries to take it. And <laughs> uh, I also have a podcast, Too Black, Too Nerdy, that can be uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. We are now on Spotify. Don't know what took us so long, but we're now on Spotify. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah. Brian with the beard. Brian with the beard band. Brian with the red. That's me. Uh, so you want to know how I got into Star Wars? Uh, yeah. As a young, I think three or four year old, I used to come down in the morning on, especially on the weekends and watch TV by myself because everyone would be asleep. And so we had like a, a, a shelf of, of VHS tapes. And my favorite thing to watch, I probably watched them. 50 to like 100 times each was the original trilogy box set that my dad had. They were the specialized editions, you know, whatever. This was the 90s they had come out, but um, mm-hmm. that's that's how I fell in love with Star Wars. And then, uh, yeah, like Chris said, when The Phantom Menace came out and I finally was able to see Star Wars in the theaters as a, like a five-year-old was, was amazing. And from there, it brings us to now. Repeat all that. I was too busy staring at your beard the whole time. Where you can find me. Uh, this this here is my TikTok. I don't really post anything, but you want <laughs> to follow me on. You want to follow me on Twitter. I'm just as I get into it with some people once in a while. Uh, but that's Ginger Beard Man on 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 TikTok. Is you know Ginger Beard Man. There you uh, go. So Twitter is and... Twitter's the spot right now for, for Star Wars discourse that gets out of control. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently. Apparently. Harith, you want Hi, to introduce I'm... yourself? Yeah. Hi, I'm Harith. Um answering your question about what, how I got into Star Wars. Uh again, like most people, my father was a huge nerd. 
at the age of five, he introduced me to the 2006 DVDs of Star Wars, which was obviously the special editions. And again, like everyone else, I, I was a fan of it. Not really that much. I was equally as Marvel and Star Wars. Then saw The Force Awakens in theater. Became a huge fan. Here we are. <laughs> yeah. It, very, 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 very similar. Uh, I mean, my first experience was obviously, like everybody else's, was like the VHSs. And then kind of like more similar to Brian and in, 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 uh, Chris's experience of seeing Phantom Menace in the theaters. Um, and my mom kind of likes Star Wars, but like that being a kid that has ADHD and is kind of like obsessive compulsive that that's where I really grasped on to it. So, yeah. And I mean, star Wars has brought in so much to me, like everybody meeting, meeting all of you guys and doing a podcast and just being able to grow a community. is just so great. So, um, again, thank you all for being on. I just, I feel blessed. So, uh, let's get into it. We are breaking down the Ryloth arc. This is probably, in my opinion, the best arc in season one. Um, so it's episodes 19, 20, and 21, I believe. Yes. So the first episode, um, well, before we do that, we're at the end. So just so all of my guests here and the people in the chat at the end of the uh after the end of we get through uh the entire arc we've got rankings of the arc so youngling is meh padawan's good jedi knight great jedi master is amazing and grandmaster is chef kiss so it's like the creme de la creme like obviously mortis for most people siege of mandalore for most people um, but yeah, those are, those are just a few. And then we'll get into some Star Wars news. We'll chop up, chop it up, see what's going on this week, but let's get into it. So episode 19, Storm over Ryloth, pretty much where we're at in the war. The Separatists have taken over Ryloth. They are basically. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. At Henson, we're looking forward to the holidays, and that means more time in the kitchen. Now, imagine your trusty kitchen knife had a wobbly handle. You'd be nervous. Well, the same is true in shaving. Most razors on the market today don't support the blades well enough, allowing them to flex and bend. This is a source of razor burn. At Henson, we used our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to solve this problem, supporting the blade so you can use it confidently. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com slash holiday. Uh, enslaving the Twi'leks. Um, and this actually canonically is later in the series, technically, because uh, I think, what is it, season four or five? There's the, um, I'm going to die, I'm going to die, the Jedi, and how you see a lot of parallels when Cham, in the third episode of this arc, mentions Jedi. That's his first experience, is uh, I'm going to die, with, uh, um, with them being attacked by the separatists the first time 
Um, so we start off with basically Anakin and, and Ahsoka taking on the entire fleet by themselves with just their just just their cruiser. And this episode, I, I you get to see Ahsoka's growth. Like it's the like it's the real first like character development of Ahsoka. You start to see what kind of character she's going to be. Um, I this can be an open floor discussion. Whoever wants to go first, what are your guys' thoughts on Ahsoka throughout this arc? And well, throughout this episode in particular, um, like the steps she takes. Anybody? It's, I was it's definitely a necessary one. I well, I see. I like about this whole thing. I don't agree with the Jedi's like decision. Let's make the Padawans commanders for the clones. <laughs> that doesn't seem smart. They are still just kids at the end of the day. Uh-huh. And like Ahsoka, you know, it's it's definitely something she needs to learn. You know, as she goes through war, but still, it's just like. Ugh. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, in 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 their defense, um, the clones are also children. Yeah, <laughs> all right, <laughs> true. Semantic. Ahsoka Ahsoka's actually older than. <laughs> and and I and I mean, like the other thing is is, is like it's one thing if you know this is Phantom Menace Obi Wan as a Padawan being a, a commander because he was twenty five. Granted, he was really old for a Padawan, but you know, like. If you took someone that was, you know, like, uh, you know, Anakin's 19 as a Padawan or 18 as a Padawan, and you're like, okay, they have a bit more experience, but I wouldn't want an 18 year old commanding me on the battlefield, no matter yeah. if I was 10 years old. Like, you know, like, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 10 years going on 35, apparently. It's right. Just, mm-hmm. just this young girl in a tube top saying, hey, like, I'm going to lead you into battle now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but yeah, and, and so you know, in that she's just starting off as as a Padawan uh, learner, but you know, she's been through a bunch of battles before, so now it's like, okay, now you get to lead one, and you know, she she takes a lot after her master, oh, yeah. which is hilarious, uh, because then Anakin has to take out after his master. Which is equally as hilarious, um, and that's kind of one of the things that was uh, that that's evident throughout the show is Anakin is saying, "Do as I say, not as I do." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but it, it is nice that you really get to see um, how much it weighs on her when things don't go right, mm-hmm. and when she is certain, like, "Okay, no, I, I can do it just a little further, a little further," but uh, then. She almost gets everyone killed because right. they weren't there to protect them. <laughs> so, correct. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. She does this again, doesn't she? Later on in the show. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, she does. Yes, she different does. situation, but yes. <laughs> yes. yes, different situation. But she still has trouble following orders. Gotcha. Well, makes sense. <laughs> um, Good soldiers follow orders. You damn I right mean, you do. And and the other thing. Um, I, I like in the beginning when everybody's like, "You ready for your first command? You nervous? You nervous? You nervous?" It's like, can you can you just slap us in the face with foreshadowing? Can you just do it <laughs> because it's just like it's it's constant, and like when she does come back, it it, it like Chaka was saying, it really does break it breaks her in a sense because mm. she she 
she feels like she's invincible in that mm-hmm. moment. She feels like she can do anything. She says, come on, boys, we can do this. And when Anakin and Yularen are back on the shuttle, they're like, like, what? It's like, what? what is she doing? Like, I, call her back. And it, it's, an, it, it, it's a very good p- parallel between what Anakin's personality is and what Ahsoka's is. And I, and like Chris, uh, Chris and Malik, I think both of them mentioned this. It's like how Anakin has to turn around and be the Obi-Wan figure. Cause, and it's kind of similar. He's able to relate to Ahsoka more because he's the same way. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like that apprentice, uh, master and apprentice relationship grows so well as it does in the entire series. Brian, Harith, yes. anything to add? Yeah. Um, I would just add that like it is funny watching this now, years later, how similar this is to the beginning of The Last Jedi. Ooh. When Poe decides, like, like, I got this, like, and you know, he loses almost everyone in his bomber wing. Well, no, he loses every bomber, right? And then most mm-hmm. of the other fighters. And Ahsoka returns, you know, begrudgingly after multiple orders to return. So she doesn't mm-hmm. lose everyone, but she loses almost her entire squadron in a very yeah. similar fashion. So, yeah, it, it, it's kind of incredible. Like it's like almost the same thing. Harris, Brian sold the words right out of my mouth. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> before we, happen. before we get into the next uh, thing, we got to get some love to the chat, Brooke. Thanks for coming. We appreciate it. Element. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Brooke had to Brooke had a little other thing to say. Brian, making content. I think a guest appearance counts. No, doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> Not with uh, that by, attitude. By the way, how, how dare you, uh, Brian? Because I've I've tried to get you on the podcast. I know. <laughs> I knew I knew like you or Element would say something. I'm like, yeah. uh, this, okay. Have to. This is partially Char's fault because he had like other prior obligations. So we were like, how do we get like everyone on to make Char feel sad that he couldn't show up tonight? So I mean, oh my. I mean that was that wasn't the intention, but I guess if that that I guess that, that works. That's that's what it ended up being. So it was uh, Brian's motivation. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I recruited everyone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have a feeling Aiden... with this many people, it's gonna be a long podcast. <laughs> yeah, 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 there's gonna be a lot of points. Uh Hayden talking Star Wars topics. Can't wait to have him on. He's gonna be on with Harith uh for Geonosis. Chris, he's here. Hey everyone. I appreciate I appreciate the the love. Kieran. Rip Char. I mean, <laughs> he gets it. We're not trying to kick a guy when he's down, but you know. Um, back to the comment of what Chris said about a ten-year-old leading. Element's got something to say about that. He goes, "I don't know. When I was ten, I thought sixteen-year-olds were old as f." <laughs> <laughs> this is this is true. Yeah, the, it, yeah, it is that that is true. Very, very true. Can absolutely. I? I just want to say one more thing about uh, this episode. Uh, I absolutely love the villain of this episode, the Separatist General, because he sounds more robotic than the droids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh, fire the cannons, fire, fire! <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> and why do all guys Skywalker? <laughs> I feel like, but I feel like they alt they. The, that's like how the Nemoidians talk. 
because they talk like that in episode one. I mean, Gunray and uh, what's his face? I can't ever remember his posse. Uh, Lot Dodd or something? Yes, Lot Dodd. They all talk like that. So, I mean, yeah, it, it is funny. He, very, his, very robotic. His is a bit more stiff. Like, Gunroy, he, like, I, I, I heard, I, all I hear is SpongeBob, because that's who voices him. <laughs> <laughs> True. I forgot about that. Shooter or something. Yep. Uh, yeah, Where yeah, are the droids? Yeah, this guy's... Be... Oh, go, go ahead, Chaco. I was just going to say, um, also, his, his, uh, it's, it's something took is the character's name, and he was actually named after Dave Filoni's cat. Mm. Oh. Mm. The more you know. The more you know. Um, also, another thing that I saw in like the first part of this is the, the relationship between Anakin and Yularen. Again, with this being later, their relation you don't really get to see that relationship. You see it in the back end of how it was before this moment. And like, I feel like him and you, Lauren, really, really are like buddy, buddy. Now, um, here's the thing. What do we think? Do we think you, Lauren, might have known that he was Vader? If if he knew, if he knew, he never said anything. Because I feel like canon-wise, they didn't really say anything. They we like only Tarkin, Palpatine, and Masamita know, right? I, and Thrawn, I mean, other people oh, figured it out. Thrawn figured it out, um, and there's a few, you know, Jedi remnants who figured it out and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But yeah, I feel I, like if you were in the know, like either like high up in like the Republic military, or you were a Jedi that was still alive, I feel like. Anakin Skywalker being Vader is like being in Gotham and f- figuring out Bruce Wayne is, is Batman. It's not that hard of yeah. a leaping logic. It's just proving it that's difficult. Well, unlike how mm-hmm. Clark Kent is Superman. He's never around. I <laughs> Well, it's kind of like what Morgan Freeman says in um, and it's like, you think he runs around beating people up uh, dressed as a bat? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah just like called him? out like I knew sound- blackmail him? It's 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 true and it sounds so ridiculous. He's say like you really think that the Anakin Skywalker is in a black suit force joking people, <laughs> and you want to expose him? Yeah, I, I'm Good just luck. saying if you Lauren knew and said it's like oh Anakin rip like you yeah. <laughs> yeah. keep your mouth this shut with true. that information because what are you gonna do with it? You gonna get all these people? Think of no. when um um the librarian what's what's her name Jocasta knew yeah when she told stormtroopers and then all those stormtroopers go flying out of the ship <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. how do how, how do we feel about Yularen like as a part do do we like him because like it's so he's so conflicting for me because like he was a cool dude in Clone Wars but he, he just gets so pro Empire and I'm like. Ugh. <laughs> I mean, he was just following orders, I guess. But like everybody else is just like I don't know. I That's like you aren't e- in the Clone Wars. Following Sus. orders is a bad excuse for war crimes. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. a bad excuse for being a fascist, Luke. Uh, hey, 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 hey. See, but what uh, are war crimes in the Star Wars universe? This is true. Sounds like a topic for the high ground with me and the other Star Wars lawyers. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Chris is writing his own ticket here. So. <laughs> no, no, that's actually similar to what I, 
what I was talking about, but yeah. Yeah, Chaco and I have, have talked about this before. That's awesome. Uh, Carter, Cartoon D2 in the chat. Thanks, buddy. We appreciate it. My loving, loving the profile picture. Oh, yeah. Just flexing. Oh, you should see him do bottle flips. That's even better. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about the flips. I care about the celebration. After oh, yeah, yeah. The <laughs> celebrations are top notch. It's like he just won the Super Bowl. Um, but back to the um, episode. So after Ahsoka goes through all this trauma, Anakin, they have to uh, jump out of hyper, jump into hyperspace away from the planet. And it kind of gives them time to strategize. Um, At Henson, we're looking forward to the holidays. And that means more time in the kitchen. Now, imagine your trusty kitchen knife had a wobbly handle. You'd be nervous. Well, the same is true in shaving. Most razors on the market today don't support the blades well enough, allowing them to flex and bend. This is the source of razor burn. At Henson, we used our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to solve this problem, supporting the blade so you can use it confidently. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com slash holiday. Paid actor portrayal. I didn't see it coming. Life can be so unpredictable. After losing my dad, it made me think about my family if something were to happen to me. The mortgage, car payments, and all the other bills. Even things like our annual summer vacation would be out of reach. I had heard about life insurance through Ethos and how easy it was to get coverage. They were right. I knew it was time to stop putting it off and get life insurance right now. I got on my computer and went to ethoslife.com. In just 10 minutes, I was covered. And boom, family protected. Thanks to Ethos, my family won't have to worry about the bills if the unpredictable happens to me. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. That's E-T-H-O-S life dot com slash audio. Anakin, the... The thing is with Anakin here in this episode, he is one that has that he's got to he, he's got to figure out a way to get Ahsoka back on top because she, he knows that if she cannot perform, if she can't help him, there's no way they're going to win the battle. And he does it in such a, a, a like a very interesting way. He he does. He, he basically throws her into the fire like, yeah, try All right, here fire. we go. Here we go. Uh, I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna take command of the other vessel, and Ahsoka's gonna tell you the rest of the plan. And she has no idea. <laughs> and, and he just, he's just, just like, here you go, do it. And There's you know what? Mo- it's weird. It works out. There's a moment beforehand I absolutely love. Uh, it's when Anakin's trying to talk to Ahsoka before that, and uh, Rex shows up. And goes, hey, uh, Anakin. Uh, Mace Windy wants to talk to you. Anakin just goes like. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, he doesn't want to talk to me. I don't, I don't have, I don't want to talk to him. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's interesting because, um, it, it, it's reminiscent of, you know, so Ahsoka sees Anakin as a brother, and I'm sure Anakin sees Ahsoka as a sister, versus where, you know, Anakin saw Obi Wan and Obi Wan saw Qui Gon as, as father figures, and then they became equals. So it, it's, you know, like I don't know if you all have have siblings. Like I have older brothers, so there was a difference between when I was learning a lesson slash being scolded by my brothers versus like my dad or my mom. Yeah, and so 
I feel like with siblings, they're more likely like, all right, let's give you another chance and go. Yeah. True. It's just crazy to like for Anakin just be like, okay, I'm just gonna go do this. Like you guys just figure something out on the way in hyperspace. Like it's very on brand for him though. It, it, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Oh, absolutely. Good luck, everybody else. On top of that, I pointed out while we were watching it that, like, although the one ship was damaged, it's still, like, millions, billions, trillions of credits worth of ship that could be repaired. And he's like, no, it's a missile now. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Like, we're going to finish. This ship's gone now. But we're, we're going to win. So we're good. We're good. Yeah. Uh, I, I do love, though, how this kind of um, contextualizes how war works because a lot of times like we think about it in terms of like engagements but no it's there's people who are starving and stuff down there we need to help them or they will not survive you blew all the ships but we can't get through this you need to break this blockade by the time we get there so that we can save them Mm -hmm. and it's it's uh it's really cool to see to get this, we don't get this a lot in the Clone Wars of a big, you know, 30,000 foot view of how war works. It's not yeah. just, I won this battle. There's way more moving parts um, that are important for overall success. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, in uh, Harith. Yeah, I was going to make a joke that it's the hold on maneuver before the hold on maneuver, just obviously that the light <laughs> speed. <laughs> so slow just yeah just (laughs) methodically just like pulling out and just going Um, anakin has already hyperspace uh jumped a ship into a planet by this time he did that Mm. the malevolence oh Oh, you're right i uh I, I I I love the Empire Strikes Back moment too. When uh, after the uh, after the Separatist general leaves, um, the the one droid painted yellow like takes command. He has the little like uh, holograms of him, and one of the ships gets blown up. The little hologram disappears, just like an Empire Strikes Back. I'm like, yeah, oh, that's great. Yeah, and it, it's ah, oh, chef's it, kiss on that. Uh, sorry, getting ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Well. Um, because Dave Filoni it was was a fan of you know the expanded universe before coming to work for Star Wars, mm-hmm. so like the Mark Sable maneuver he stole from Thrawn. Oh, okay, <laughs> I just you read. Know? I was I just read about that from uh, the uh, the Thrawn books. I'm right. Is it in yeah, Air but, the but Empire? It's in Air to the Empire. Yeah. Okay. And, named the you know the mark sable it's it's the same exact move and dave filoni even talks about like him being young and reading that and as an artist like drawing it and then when he got an opportunity he's like yes let's put that in and it's funny because then in the future if they have to be like okay well then how did since in the timeline thrawn would know about it later yeah they had to do a whole thing but <laughs> yeah no that's interesting i never knew i I have not dabbled in the Legends material very often, and I've always been told that aired the Empire Thrawn trilogy, the old Thrawn trilogy, is is literally the best thing. So, I will have to dabble into that. But um, I love the fact that Anakin again, and this gets foreshadowed throughout the entire time. He uses peace offerings. <laughs> he's using peace offerings and then ends up make, doing massive destruction. He tricks the um, commander into thinking that everybody's on board. And then all of a sudden the, the droid goes, 
There's only one life form, and he turns around. Skywalker, what is this treachery? And he, you just see the smirk on Anakin's face, like, ha, got him. Like, At least this like, time he didn't straight lie, you know. The other no. times he straight lies. This time he's like, "You get everyone that's on my ship." <laughs> what he said was true from a certain point of view. <laughs> ah, exactly. Yeah. I I, th- I I like the line where it's like, "Oh, oh, okay. Oh, well, I'll just leave. You can still have my ship, though. You still, yeah, still gave him the ship. <laughs> Deliver to your door. There you go. Yeah. Um." But, like, him being able to, like, again, deceive but not de- – like, just being able to use that as a tactic every single time. You think the droids would start to pick up, like, ha, oh, seen that before. He's known for it. Mm. And it's like, even in the episode, the guy goes, pull the file on Skywalker. Like, okay, so we just got files on everybody then? Is that how this goes? Like- I, if, 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 if someone was to have a file, it would be Anakin. To- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's very true. No, but like in war, military intelligence is like one of the most essential like weapons you can have. And so in a war like this, where it's like if you know Anakin or or certain Jedi are going to pull like the same moves over and over again, like that kind of stuff is important. As we see later on, when you have the droid that like um, can like compute like everything that it thinks they're going to do, like a lot smarter. Um, so like, and then obviously, Echo later down the road. But like, you know what I mean? Like knowing. Is, is more is a better weapon than the world's biggest gun. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. And Aiden also added the oh and Admiral, you can keep my ship. That is a great line it's, in this episode. Really um but back on the other ship, when the other ship's in hyperspace, the clones start to you're good. Uh so the clones uh are not they, they they have a little bit of doubt in Ahsoka because she has failed. She's really young. So it's kind of like what Chris was saying earlier. You're really going to trust a 10 year, like a, a, uh, like a, they, they look at her as they're, as she's younger because she is a Padawan. So they don't really, they, they don't, they don't have a whole lot of faith. And it's even said if, if general Skywalker here, I'd feel a lot better. And then finally, when she's like, you know what? We're going to do this because it's going to work. And I know it's going to work because Anakin told me that it was going to work. Or she just comes up with it. She's very, very smart and off on the fly with the plan. Um, and it also doesn't hurt when Yularen comes up behind you and goes, yeah, it'll work. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's a, it's a complete 180 change from him being like she's insubordinate to... I can trust her. Mm-hmm. And that says a lot about you, Lauren. You, Lauren's great. He does a lot of trusting in this episode. So it also. Oh, my bad. No, go. Uh, that moment reminds me of Attack of the Clones when um, they're on Naboo and uh, Governor Bilbo asks uh, Anakin's like, What do you think, Master Jedi? And then Padme's like, Oh no, Anakin's just a Padawan learner, he's not a master yet. <laughs> and no, Anakin's no. just like, Excuse me, <laughs> <laughs> just puts him in, just puts him in his place, and you know, that that doesn't change at yeah. all. But he's like, I didn't even do anything, I'm just an innocent bystander, I'm taking shots, yeah, absolutely. Um. Anybody else got anything on that little back and forth about Ahsoka and 
just being able to get that respect from the the troopers and the soldiers i mean it's it's got to be difficult like like you guys said because you know she's so young and inexperienced but as someone that is you know strong in the force has extra instinct instincts extra insights and stuff you know that others will just not be aware of and you know that moment where they're like oh i wish anakin was here mm-hmm. no offense but i wish we had <laughs> yeah. i wish we had an actual leader aboard yeah. um again no offense uh, <laughs> you're like mm-hmm. come on man but it's it's nice to see her step up because it's easy to acquiesce you know but she mm-hmm. she did what she did yeah. In the in the beginning, they the 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 her her wingmen definitely seemed like more competent in her because she was also more competent in herself in the first attack, which obviously didn't go well. And so when she was doubting herself after that because she screwed up pretty badly, um, they definitely saw that and were like, "Oh, she's not even sure in herself." Um, mm-hmm. And so you know, she also out of the the the, the fight that came uh, got her confidence back. Um, and so that helped them believe in her as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Anybody else got anything to add on that one? No? All right. So uh, talking about the Separatist commander, Malik hit it on the head. Like that he he is he's not a buffoon, but he's like in the he's in the middle. He's not he's not dumb. But he's not like like he's not smart like you know what I mean he's like in the middle, and he very much out like he he underestimates Anakin in the beginning, and or at, no well at the end, and I thought it was hilarious when he goes he goes stay here I'll be back like like Malik had mentioned before he's not coming back no he's not coming back like there's. That's the typical bad guy thing. Like I'm screwed. I'm getting out of here. Out of here. And you see that a lot in in the in this arc in particular. Time to abandon ship. I yep. like I like what I like what Tombor is like the overarching presence throughout the three episodes, yes. two episodes before we get to the third one. We finally get him. He's like, "What's going on? What's going on?" <laughs> like yep. It's the remix. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it is interesting uh, to see like what the like what the droid self preservation is like. Like, do they are they programmed to like want to survive, or are they just like programmed to do their job? Even if they know like imminent death, destruction like doesn't matter, you know what I mean? Because they're yeah. just like they're trapped on the ship now, and it's like, okay. I guess we just we, we doing what we do until you know we blow up, whatever. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and then, it, it paints um, a picture of like pretty much most Star Wars villains that we see is that they they're pretty much all arrogant, and that leads to their downfall pretty much every time you know yep. from from good old sheep to to you know thrawn to everybody in between like to anakin himself at the end of revenge of the sith yes. oh i mean yeah. i mean yeah. anakin's arrogance is from episode two uh, through every other no, connective like, material through it doesn't catch six. up to him until until really that point like it works out for him most of the time in clone wars you know like for the most part like he's known for it because it works, and then he doesn't have the high ground, and he's a little too bold, a little too brash, a little mm-hmm. too overconfident. And he's like, "Oh, okay." Bold and brash, more like belongs in the trash. <laughs> 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 now, now, but that's kind of like a 
a through line through all three of these episodes, uh, in, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Like the first one, you get you know the commander that's that's too proud, right? Um, the next one, you get the situation where it's about you know respecting the the people and those that are lowly, and that's the path to victory. That's why they lose. And the third one, you know, Watt Tambor is just. He's just trying to get the goods. Like he's just trying yeah. to rob the planet and just like peace yeah. out. But we'll, we'll yeah. get there. <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then obviously when when all the chaos happens and they use it to their advantage, Ahsoka is able to take out the rest of the fleet. Um, what is that maneuver called? Because I can never remember it. Flipping it on its side. I don't know. That's what I, uh, that's what I well, calling it's, it. Got a, it's got <laughs> a maneuver. The Marg, Marg Sable. Mark Zabel. Okay, because I'm pretty sure it's mentioned in other canon sources that 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 was done. Am I correct? Yes. Yeah, the Thrawn trilogy. It's and the Can Thrawn trilogy. It is referenced. I know that because I just read those recently. I just realized something. What if that comes into play later with Ahsoka? What if Thrawn, when he meets Ahsoka, references that? That'd be cool. That would. I I I bet money it will. That that makes a whole lot of sense, especially because Thrawn has spent time with both Vader and Anakin. So, and he's and he, I don't know if they ever talked about Ahsoka, did they in an alliances? I couldn't remember. Um, they do, not Thrawn and Ahsoka, but Anakin does reference Ahsoka a couple of times. Yeah, he says, yeah, I think he said something around the lines of like my Padawan, and then like he kind of just like like phases out kind of Vader style. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, and then at the end of the episode, Obi-Wan and the rest of the fleet shows up and he says he says I doesn't really uh, he says something what he like not surprised that Anakin's fleet is all gone. He's like he's like he's like I'm not even going to ask what happened here. Let's just move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, him and Mace him and Mace are just standing there just like it's it's absolutely the meme from community where he comes back with the pizza and everything's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I love that episode. By the way, it's like Yularen has, has a concussion. Anakin's in the escape pod. Uh, one of the entire fleet's gone. You know, let's just go to Ryloth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's try to save these people. Um, so now we are into the ground assault. Um, we've got Numa. We got Numa. Um, episode twenty, Innocence of Ryloth. Uh, we start off seeing the droid general taking hostages which is one is villain 101 you always take a hostage to make the stakes high as you can possibly make it because you got to make it to where we like the audience has to wonder are we going to get out of this or not uh, at least the people that 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 are the commoner twi'leks because we already know anakin obi-wan's all their stories we all know how that plays out but it gives it a little bit more weight the other thing about this episode that I really liked, I think this is this is the second time you get to see the personality of the clones. And you really get to see them understand this war isn't just us fighting against droids. Yeah, the second time with a little bit of casual racism from Boyle. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yes. a little bit. Tailhead does not sound like a term of endearment. <laughs> no, no, no. So, I mean, we start off... Um, they try to land the um, smaller vendors. What are those called? I can never remember their acclimators. names. Acclimators. 
they they try to land those and obviously they're getting blown out of the sky by the cannons which when we were re-watching it brian goes brian what'd you say which part about the shields no you were like all right let's fly in a v formation so that they can oh, shoot yeah. us all nice down. Height. <laughs> they can just shoot us all together yeah and they i'm always like do that flying v flying yeah. v <laughs> big v big v so that's not Are like... wax and boil the bash brothers i like it yes, yes. ooh Yes. Yeah, I do. That's actually a really good, really good reference. Um, another thing, is it just me or do droid generals seem a lot more menacing than the humanoid generals for the separatists? Yeah, it's that cold calculation, that cold, hard logic. And like I Besides said earlier, the spider they guy. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Trench is awesome. Trench is yeah. the best. Hey, stop that. Stop that but right also now. Like, a lot of them are more effective than because like the humans are all like like comedic relief half the time. Yeah. Like like the like the, the guy in the last episode. So like they're oh. definitely more effective. Obviously they well, lose anyways, like all the other separatists, but they well, they're definitely better at their job. One more general throw out there. Oh, see Sobek with the Christopher Walken voice. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. I would also like to add I love her. The main thing I love about the 2008 Clone Wars to the Tadavowski Clone Wars is I love how they, like, show strategy. In the 2003 Clone Wars, no offense, it's most of them just running in a straight line and going to fight. In this, yep. I love how it's way more tactical. Okay, we need to go here, <laughs> and we need to do this, and do this, and then we need to hit them there. But, like, that's I mean, how much strategy do you want in a five-minute episode? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. I, I, I watched Naruto. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, it's yeah, they all just run at each other, and that's yeah. The come fight. on, like there's it's no gotta like... be looking cool. No, don't... no, you you fight, and then you're like, oh, this was pretty good. Too bad you... I'm over there. And <laughs> yeah, Harith plays Battlefront. He's like trying to like actually like maneuver the squad. Like, are right, we gonna take point A? We're gonna like make it do a pincer formation to B. It's like <laughs> bro, I've already charged the C. That's, that's that's more like me. If we're gonna be on in our in our in our team, I'm like, all right, which which position are we going? Spawn on me. Spawn on me. Let's go. Let's yeah, go. Everybody's just like, all right, we're going everywhere. I just come in with my turret. Just. Ours in the back yelling, fight for it! Fight for it, you cowards! Yeah. Always fun. Uh, so, thoughts on Waxer and Boyle as characters in this episode? I mean, they're Terrible the focal people. point. Terrible. They're the uh, they're, focal <laughs> point. They're, a, they're a focal point into the mind's of most clones if not all clones so we get to see a little bit of a of a deeper dive into those characters um obviously like malik said doesn't start out great but i think when they start when they meet up with numa that changes everything it, it opens their opens their eyes and opens their minds to this is more than just us like i said fighting droids it's us mm -hmm liberating people helping any way we can and numa really does a great job in like getting them to that point mm. um open open discussion on that yeah i mean when we first see them again they're not being the most sensitive but i mean and it really goes to tell you like what the, the jedi's aim is they're like remember 
we are here to take back their homes. So, A, watch your fire. Like, we care about collateral damage. We care about life. Obvious, obviously, on the other side, they did. They were enslaving them, kidnapping them, starving um, creatures so that they can sick them on them. And they just did not care about life. And that's that ends up being the, the biggest difference. And, you know, my boy Waxer, you know. Whew. Sorry, yeah. it makes me sad all the time. Oh, yeah. Rip, rip, rip. Uh, we'll get uh, to that one. I ma- I made a really sad point while watching In like the April. <laughs> that knowing the little girl, she probably added the clones to her uh, Oh, to her oh no, it's it's conf- so like when she shows up in Rebels, she's actually wearing clone armor and she has boil on her arm. Yeah. Oh no! Really, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Um. Also, we had a discussion. Uh, is is Cham in this episode? Like he is he like supposed to be a background character? Because at that point, all right, he threw me no. off the hat. Filoni hat. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> um, is is he's because they didn't originally have him there, right? He's not supposed to be there. Correct? He's supposed to be with the Freedom Fighters, so I don't yes. think he was captured. Yeah, no, nah, I don't. I don't think he was there. But we know for sure that the young one is in both Rebels and um. Yes, I believe Numa. Numa for yeah. sure is. Yeah, Numa yes. for sure is. Okay, yeah, I thought so. Um. So also, doesn't uh, Boyle have like a little Numa drawing somewhere? Uh, Waxer did because you see it. Yeah. You see it on Umbara. It's like drawn on his helmet. Oh man, that's rough. That's rough. Um. So obviously, Obi Wan calling up Waxer and Boyle because in the beginning of the episode, they're like ready to go. They want to see action, and he's like, "You're getting your wish. Let's go." Um. They get called on a lot in this episode to either do scouting do other mission stuff to to obviously we got to separate to make it a lot more risk i should say um but back with obi-wan and cody um probe droids have they not advanced tro- probe droids from war <laughs> if it ain't like, broke don't fix it i guess but i mean we get to see the more badass ones in rebels where they actually look like people uh, not people but like they're actually droids and they're a lot more menacing but it's like i mean i guess if you want to be cost effective <laughs> i guess it works right it's just funny like because in empire strikes back it's like very slow and like like not very maneuverable or whatever and in this episode it's just like flying yeah, it's around, like, back and mm-hmm. forth they had better technology during during the, the Clone Wars and they yeah. did, obviously during the Empire. Well, we know how cheap the Empire was. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. So they're like, hey, we can give you a hundred of these and they'll be really effective. They can move fast and scan areas. Or we can give you ten thousand. They move very slow, but you'll have more to cover more areas. Empire's like, give me that ten thousand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pretty pretty much. Absolutely. Put the, put the slow thrusters in them, the cheapest ones you got. Pretty <laughs> mm-hmm. much. Yeah. Um, so when we get to like the, like I said, the, this, this episode in particular really shows the, um, clones, not just as soldiers, 
they're they have personalities and you start seeing that obviously earlier in the season but with this it really hits home that like they are not every clone is the same mm-hmm. which is great because it they aren't droids they have personalities they do have feelings they do have understanding they they in 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 this the clone wars in general yes we're following anakin obi-wan ahsoka but the clones are really what makes the show the the show because it is the clone wars you have mm-hmm. to have some stance of having the clones have some personality or it would just they would just be like the droids yeah, I so mean, that, they, oh. no go ahead the scene where uh, they when Numa takes them to her like her bombed house and like they oh, just look at it it's, wow. it's it's really good. But I was thinking like wow this is the precursor this is the prologue to the stuff we got with like Hauser and the Batch and uh, and mm. and Fives later on like this is where like this is the first like seeds of that stuff being planted in these men and then you know later on we find out about the chips and all that but like this is like how it starts and that you know them learning to be their own people not just soldiers not just numbers well yeah and and this is the first uh civilian clone interaction we have at this point right correct life insurance what's your excuse for putting it off can't afford it too much hassle think your work coverage is enough there's a lot of excuses for putting off life insurance but one big reason why you shouldn't. If the unexpected were to happen to you, who would pay the mortgage, the kid's tuition, and all the other bills? In a time of grief, the last thing you would want is for your family to have to sell the house and struggle to survive financially. At Ethos, we could get you covered in just 10 minutes and boom, family protected. Rates can increase the longer you wait, so no more excuses. Take 10 minutes today and discover the modern way to get the life insurance coverage you need. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. That's ethoslife.com slash audio. Right now at Safeway, get your skin winter ready with big savings on all your favorite skincare products. Shop for deals on items like Gillette Mach 3 Razors, Gillette Labs Razors and Blades, Venus Razors and Blades, and Native Shampoo, Conditioner, and Body Wash. Plus, shop the buy two, get one free baking event and save on items like selected varieties of handy foil and good cook pans. Offer expires December 26th. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for full offer details. Think so. The clones episode I remember before that was rookies, mm-hmm. but they didn't. They didn't have civilians. Rookies, yeah. yeah. Well, no. I'm. I'm saying. I'm trying to think of all the clone centered episodes before oh, this. Oh, gotcha, I think. Gotcha, like, yeah. I think. I the only one I remember is rookies. Yeah. Yeah. Dave Filoni said that uh, this was actually one of the is one of his very first ideas when the show started. Is he liked the idea of like soldiers with a, a child that they are protecting throughout. And this was the first time that they got to model that and got to model someone so young. And also, they went to town on on Twi'leks, having different sizes, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. this this was a really, like, <laughs> this this arc was super expensive for them to make. <laughs> just yeah. because of how much, how much extra work they did. All the budget went on free time. <laughs> <laughs> All the budget went on free time. He ate the whole budget. He ate. The whole budget. Yeah, he, he literally ate the whole budget. 
Also, I was yeah. gonna say, Filoni does love his uh, reluctant father figures, the people that are just forced to be father figures and protect something. Mm. <laughs> but it's really important for the clones to see like what they're fighting for and to like humanize them in mm -hmm. this arc. So the the, yeah. the civilians definitely like brought a lot to to this to this arc. Looking at some and of the knows? chat. Oh, go ahead, Chaco. It, it also um, considering this how early this is in the show really really separates the clones from stormtroopers you know mm -hmm. um, stormtroopers that would be uncaring and stuff uh, you get to see something a lot different yeah. and i mean we we kind of do see that i know i was talking about it at the end when we were mentioning it while they're leaving you know it's like oh we'll be back yeah to conquer yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and yeah. you're not lying yeah this yeah, whole arc like, is a know, lot i'm i'm sorry no, 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 you're good. It's just like America's like, yeah, we're here to bring you democracy. Oh, you have oil? We're bringing you here to bring you more democracy. We are the liberators. That'll oh, you got that right. dunium? That glitter stem? Ooh. <laughs> yeah. well, I mean... Hey, I'm here to bring democracy. No, thanks. We're good. Oh, no, I wasn't asking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This art... This arc gets hella uncomfortable when you know like what's coming and you yes. think about like what's coming in the future. Like, like particularly, we'll talk about an episode, the third episode. But like, yikes! Like, uh, hindsight's a mother. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah absolutely. Um, so obviously, back at the droid camp, the droid general, obviously with the with the probe droids, knows what Obi Wan and Cody are gonna do. Well, he's got these nasty-looking beasts. And let me tell you, the funniest part of the episode has to be hands down when the droid commander hits the button and the one beast, like, tries to engulf the... Oh, okay. The uh, gut cores. Or gut cores? Is that what they're called? I think so. Yeah, gut something cores. like that. And... It eats the B1 it, battle droid, yeah. Yeah, eats the B1 battle droid, spits it out. He's like... You get the point, like the general's like, you get the point why they're why they're not gonna be like against us. He said like they they need organic meat. It's like yeah, really, they can't digest metal. Yeah, <laughs> huh. like huh. I thought this was Star Wars. Inorganic meat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but um, like those beasts. If it, it like honestly, think about that and what the Twi'leks have to deal with on Ryloth. Like Ryloth is dangerous as hell. You have those things. You have the obviously the separatists to deal with on Ryloth and the Empire later on, but like it's like a wasteland. Like it's, it's the, like what? Why? Most planets have their their dangers. This is true. I hate these I'm, things. They look like giant like lice or cockroaches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like it's like they're just big bugs. I don't like them. No. No. Yeah, I thought they were very effective. Obviously, um, we get our first look at uh, a Jedi. Using the force on a creature. Mm -hmm. uh, am I correct on that, Jocko? Oh, um, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, Jocko, well, there we go. Um, I, well, I mean, I think, I think it is. Unless you want to say Luke patting the tauntaun, but I don't think that really counts. I, I mean, Anakin did use the force uh, on the animal. Um. Uh, he well, he used it um twice. One to surf on that uh, creepy oh. little thing, and the, again in the arena fight. 
Oh, yeah, to right. calm the bull thing. The reek. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. I why why is Cody such a jerk in that one scene where the one clone's like incredible? Then Cody goes, "Quiet, rookie." Like, yeah. What? <laughs> what? He we, just said it's incredible. Yeah. It's like, come on. We don't uh, like Cody, so it's Cody slander. It's yeah, cool yeah I guess we're okay with Cody slander. Yeah, I yeah. guess we're okay with Cody slander. Um, Elements got a question. Filoni got a lot of his, a lot of the Clone Wars from Republic Commando, correct? Yeah, I remember an interview. Filoni was a big Republic Commandos guy. He said he was very, he was, I remember he talked about like bringing them in that one arc. Like he was very excited. Yeah, so that would make a lot arc. of sense. Yeah, the. Which is uh, funny because um because <laughs> the Clone Wars is actually what killed the <laughs> that book series. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Karen Travis was writing, it's like, oh okay, there's gonna be a couple more stories, and then they're like, Nope, it's not canon. <laughs> and she's like, God damn it. <laughs> uh, they'd be like, I smell profit. <laughs> yeah. Uh Brooke. Uh, asked, didn't Obi Wan do it to the Balga two? I th- in episode two, I think he did, right? Uh, I mean, Bo- yeah, Boga is the is the um Viractal that he rides in, uh, oh. in episode three. Oh, right. mm-hmm. Um, I mean, in the novelization, he does touch minds with it when he first like rents it, uh, from whoever. Rinse. So yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't. He, that guy didn't get it back. He did not get it back. That Boy. might not have been the worst part of his day, though, because, like, you know, right after the are defeated, and then the, the clones just go, okay, we're, we're in charge now. Yeah. yeah. So, we're free. More like under new management. Not yeah, really. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you're going to have to get walking that way. We own this planet. <laughs> This is well, mines now. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. This is a nice uh, photo palace mines. Uh huh. So once Obi Wan is able, so they run into Waxer and Boyle. They ultimately get so with Waxer and Boyle, they go to the house. Then they go into the tunnel. Um, Numa leads them to a out hole, and like all of a sudden, like they see the pothole. The the top move and like everybody points their guns and it's like obi-wan's like i don't think you want to do that <laughs> and then it, all three of them show up and it's like good call obi-wan it's like he's like call. where have you two been no, 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 no. being yeah. a jerk he's, again. He, he's such a stickler such a stickler suck is such a stickler. i mean also, Boyle and Waxer were totally gonna lie to him about what happened <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all right here's here's the story we're gonna tell him <laughs> <laughs> Our communications were jammed. We ran into trouble. We got pinned down by droids. <laughs> yeah. We fought yeah. our way out, shooting through all the droids. Yeah, we got here. We're Grievous shows up. He was insane. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, yeah, you were late. And they're like, but secret tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> secret tunnel. Secret tunnel. Yeah. Um, then uh, Numa's able to lead Obi-Wan. And, th- and by the way, thank Qui-Gon for teaching Obi-Wan so many freaking languages by the way like mm-hmm. it, without that Obi-Wan would have would have been useless so let's give a little bit of a, a, that's well, a bit over that's a bit like an over yeah 
I, I don't. He didn't use languages to uh, to trap all the gut crits. <laughs> he uses <laughs> use some flippies, some flippy types. Would that would look so weird in live action if you think about it? Yeah. Oh, the way he like bounced <laughs> off the freaking wall. Yes. Like, yeah. yeah. Um. So looks great, oh, in Tony Hawk. It's done. <laughs> Very underrated game. Uh. Sure. So. Obi-Wan, so Numa leads them to where all the rest of the the Twi'leks are being held. Obi-Wan, Waxer, and Boyle, obviously the boys. We're gonna call them the three the three squad now. Because <laughs> it's squad. literally because literally it's it's Obi-Wan. Cody just is the distraction. He's not very useful at the I mean he's useful, but he's like, I want Waxer and Boyle because they've proven themselves this entire trip. So let's go. Um they end up taking out uh, the remainder of the droids while Cody is using that as a distraction oh, we, for Obi Wan. We can't no skip over one thing. So when Obi Wan holds Numa, and we get like Dilf Obi Wan yes. for a few seconds there, we're yeah. like, "Whoa!" <laughs> I don't think the fan was ready for that one. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. So then we get that whole sequence. Uh, Obi-Wan, uh, Mace lands, obviously. We see the forces coming down. Waxer and Boyle. Numa goes and finds Waxer and Boyle. And, uh, she says, Nera, Nera. And then they ask Obi-Wan, what's that mean? And it, and it means brother. And back to the whole point of, of connection between civilian and clone that's really the biggest thing that like that that hits home in this episode at least for me is that it humanizes minds in how they take part in this war um so i thought that was really really nice and really touching for in, the second episode in my personal head can i like to think it actually means like an insult and like everyone just tells them it's brother <laughs> yeah. to, like spare their feelings yeah yeah it's, and it's like i heard you when you called me tailhead <laughs> <laughs> but also when you said brother it made me think of the song from pokemon the first movie Brother, my brother, <laughs> tell me who we fighting for. Are we gonna win this war? Damn, Beautiful. that that was nice. That was nice. Um, so now we're on Mace Windu's episode. Um, yeah, which it Mace Windu's not my favorite Jedi, but I, I particularly like him in this one because you get to see more of what Mace Windu is out on the field. We always hear that he's he is Yoda's second in command, but you really get a sense of how great of a warrior he is. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, he, just starting off, he pushes a ATTE walker, which, by the way, Costs a million credits, probably again. It's <laughs> like you know what? This is causing this is causing trouble. We're gonna move this out of the way. We don't need it. And it's just like he moves it single, but just by himself. He doesn't need any help. Um, this is also the first canon uh, mention, or we see the ATRTs, the Chicken Walkers. Correct? Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And the way that uh, Mace and use, uses those walkers is, is spot on. Like, in this episode, he's literally, I, I don't want to say OP, but he's, like, pretty 
damn powerful. Like yeah. those, from those walkers, those walkers yeah. are way like way too fast, and they can also yeah. like zigzag. And you're like <laughs> straight. You're like okay, straight harder. <laughs> if, if like a 15 foot tall like pair of chicken legs could do run like that like you'd be in trouble oh yeah we'd be it'd be it'd be rough um yeah. mace gets a he gets a bad rap but like when because of his position like he is overseeing other stuff you know we're seeing we, we typically see the clone wars through the eyes of like anakin um but you know this this entire conflict for instance mace is managing the actual thing that they're doing and so he might not be the nicest person to talk to but he's like you gotta break this blockade so that we can save those people and you're like mm. oh he could have asked me nicer but you're like <laughs> no. <laughs> no he's dealing with stuff way you know, above, way above higher your up. pay grade, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, yeah, for so the perception from, like, in Anakin's perspective, because he's on the front line doing this thing, is, like, you know, I wish you... Just give me more reinforcements. He's like, no. no. Why? Because we're fighting a war on many different fronts, and I'm sure yeah. there's other assets needed at certain places, other blockades mm-hmm. that need to be broken. So I kind of like that... Um, that's one of the reasons I love this arc is because it gives us that that big view. But he's badass, and that whole scene where they cut the sound and he's just like, "Cool up an yep. ass." Yeah, yeah. Filoni it, saw the uh, the the 2003 Clone Wars, and he's like, "All right, I got to give Mace this moment." When he when he just where he just decimated an army. When yes. he body shots that one B2, I'm like, bruh. bruh <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The Tartakowski episode when he's on Dantooine. Now that is OP. That's mm-hmm. just ridiculously OP. That but like, just crushes all the droids. It yeah. With his yeah. Fists. yeah. It, it, yep. And it gets the purpose for the war. I could take out a hundred droids at once like why are we why are we shooting like, just send mace windu into every battlefield from the 2003 <laughs> Why there wouldn't be a war he would well, just, just because they have out. so many droids that's the reason they just have so many droids this is true they do out that i mean that realistically they should the droids should have won the war because they out manned well they they were able to produce more uh than the oh, yeah. clones you outman you see out gun <laughs> Yeah, you, you see an attack of the clones, how fast they outgun. can make droids, and it takes like, you know, four or five years to make a clone. You know, like they're not even it, the, the 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 speed of production is not even close. You know, so and the lag on producing clones is incredible because it, it takes so long. None of that, yeah, yeah. Like the like there was a whole like bill to make new clones that like Padme was against. That's like that's another thing that holds up the process. Like yeah. getting the approval from the Senate to make more. Like, ew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's essentially like, oh, we should make more slaves. And they're like, <laughs> <laughs> and Padme's uh, like, uh, no. Uh, can, can, how about why, we why don't, don't do this? Why don't we talk to them? like that's that was that episode was about? She's like, can we like talk to them and try to open up a dialogue? And you're like, mm, no, no, we're no. gonna kill them. We like yeah. <laughs> we, like, we like the clone idea more. Just just seems just seems better, you know. Who, who, who is it that talks to Pat about the like the clone war? He's like, what? And, and they're like, oh, have you ever thought to just let the separatists just leave? 
Why just let the separatists leave? That's the we, politics of life. Is like the worlds that fall under the separatists. I think we're more just like true believers and like they want their own financial system, the taxes, whatever outside the Republic. It's like, but the thing is the people at the top, like Dooku and people pulling the strings like Palpatine, like they didn't care about any. Of oh yeah. Stuff. The whole thing was just a means to an end for him. So oh, yeah. Uh, St. Pat says this arc totally made me understand Mace better. And you do get to see Mace in a different light, especially mm-hmm. when he meets up with champ Sindula, which mm-hmm. can it, canonically is the second time we see cham because you know george let's make everything ass backwards you have to watch this, <laughs> and this season. so that's tough but um we really get to see cham and mace ha- like meet and do interesting things you get to see more about mace and his diplomatic ways and not just the force the 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 badass that he is as a Jedi, he also tries to get Cham to understand this is not permanent. At least he doesn't hope it's permanent, but doesn't. Yeah, it, it, yeah. it's not permanent. Yeah, not permanent. A wink, wink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we are not here to occupy. Yeah, no, yeah. we are here to save you. Yeah, pretty much. When, but, when they first, yeah. when they when they first get to the cave, um, and that little girl runs to the cham, my heart was like, "Hera, no, that that's not Hera. She wasn't a thing yet." <laughs> so <laughs> was that her? But, it's, her it's her brother. Oh, oh, yikes! Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yikes! Do you think we'll ever get like a canon story about how he died? Is that ever described in canon? No, no, we didn't even know about it till Rebels. Until he's looking at the um, Thrawn's looking at the Calicori, and he's like, "Oh, this says you have a brother that died really young." And then we got the connection in, um, in uh, Bad Batch, where we're seeing young Hera, and she's looking at Omega, and it's like, "You're so lucky that you have your brothers." Mm-hmm. And you're like, "Oh, damn!" Ow. That's a lot of damage. Hera was alive though, right? Because she was how old in Bad Batch? Which is only a few years after this. Yeah, yeah, she'd so, be alive. She's somewhere with her mother, somewhere yeah. on the planet. Yeah. Another Rebels thing is like, as I watch these ships go down, I'm like, man, one of those has that little war criminal on. <laughs> that little war criminal's on one of those, and he's crashing somewhere. No, yeah. Um. So I mean I like the I like how Mace is able to try to get him to sit down with walk uh with uh what's the senator's name? Orkritar. Orkritar, uh the money sucker of the show, as we would like to call him, the money sucker <laughs> of the show. Um but so getting to the opposite side, walk tambor. Greediest, greediest guy ever, like Chaco said earlier. He literally does not leave the, when he is supposed to because he wants to rob the entire planet of its a its resources and of its like jewels like yeah. you can't find the biggest like piece of crap Duke it, is it like, be Duke is like why are you still here <laughs> i told other, you to go the other most important thing he tries to do is like destroy the planet so that they can have the narrative that like this is what happens when the Republic shows up and fights us. Yeah. Like you destroy the whole planet. You kill all these civilians. Like, so they wanted like some scorched earth policy, but like to frame it as the Republic and the clones are like destroying the place. 
that was his mm-hmm. other like whole like narrative he was going with. So little did yeah. yeah. Also, I'm oh, sorry. Oh, I, I I like to think because there's an Easter egg in there. Um, they uh, maybe he was so hell bent on taking stuff because the Ark of the Covenant was there. (laughs) (laughs) You see them, you see them load the Ark of the Covenant from Indiana Jones. Oh yeah, that's Um, right. In this episode, you see him loaded on the ship. (laughs) Oh, that's why he was there. He was trying to. (laughs) That was going to end the war. They were going to open that up. Open up. Like, oh, (laughs) just melts all the Jedi's face. (laughs) It doesn't help you at all. No. (laughs) And like the other thing, it's like Walk Tambor underestimates the Jedi, even though he was there in the first battle of Geonosis. Like, why? Mm-hmm. Why are you overlooking Jedi? You should know that you're in trouble. You should just say, screw it. I don't need this shit. Let's get out of here because we know what's coming. But he's, he's as we know, his walled city was impenetrable, which didn't make any <laughs> sense joke. anyways. Well, I mean, in his defense, it nearly was. I mean, you had this this badass blockade pl- preventing them from coming into the planet. You had this amazing, like, um, things to shoot down any ships that were even coming nearby. Like they really made it through each checkpoint by saving throws. You know what I mean? <laughs> like there's no yet. There's a lot of luck. They're armed to the teeth. Uh, I love uh, I love Watambor, uh later on in Revenge of the Sith. Um, when <laughs> skipping ahead a little bit, but uh, when Anakin is like killing all separate leaders, I love him at the table going, "Where am I gonna go? <laughs> what am I gonna do?" <laughs> I don't know. But he literally doesn't have feet. So you get a better exactly. sense in this episode that he basically glides across the ground because underneath yeah. his right is like wheels or a ball or something. It's a bunch know, of mice. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> yeah. Going back, I, I also love the little foreshadowing to the Empire where he's like, he's like, after the war is over, isn't the clones going to stay with us and help us like secure the peace and Mace is like yes and I was like Wait. oh no <laughs> I was like no we've got we've got our we've got our sexiest clone right here Hauser to help you out with <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah there will be peace so we'll speaking sure of, of that so we, speaking of the Ryloff Freedom Fighters I when I saw this episode and I always think this I feel like Filoni's uh like a little bit of his imp- inspiration for the freedom fighters was like the Republic is the U S and like we were helping the middle East in the 1970s, sixties and seventies fight uh, the Soviets helping. Yeah. Yeah. Helping. <laughs> helping. Or, Sorry. We got to put or, that in quotations or Panama or, Q, or like a lot of these like, places. We, yeah. Yeah. It just, I, I just feel like it, it, it and then they are a, <laughs> A section of like this is what happens. Like you, you promise to leave, and you haven't left, and mm-hmm. it just it just sours the relationship between everybody. In the end, so um, they've all they're altering the deal. Pray they do not alter any further. Yeah, pray. I have altered the deal. Pray do that I do not alter it any further. I, I think Panama is actually a perfect example because we helped them gain independence from Colombia. 
just so we could then get what we wanted, which was the the, the canal zone. Canal, yeah. Which canal, we then yeah. kept for like a hundred years, and we're like, "This is ours." But we helped all, you. All we of your base you. are now belong. <laughs> yes. <laughs> any, yeah. Like any like economic potential, this like piece of land that is your country has, we control that because that's what we want. That's America. the only reason we came here. But we got you freedom from the Colombians. Well, so you're welcome. There's <laughs> also another uh, group of freedom fighters that Filoni drew inspiration from from, oh. from another show oh. that he uh, led or helped lead. Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yeah. Jetting those freedom fighters. Gotcha. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh, well, I kept calling the city Omashu because it basically was. <laughs> <laughs> so. We also uh, got to see a young Gobi. Um, yes. And he was just like an idiot. He's still an idiot. <laughs> it's but... true. <laughs> but um, so eventually the Republic and the Freedom Fighters join forces. They're able to come to an agreement, um, which on doesn't become an agreement because it's always broken in the end. But they don't know that. We know that. Um so in between that, Dooku's like, get the hell out of there. We'll blow it up once you leave. And I'm like, that is just sinister Dooku. He doesn't care at all. And I'm like, that is totally on point. Um, so obviously Mace and uh, Cham are trying to figure out how they're going to get into the city without harming the citizens. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Pushed everybody to the front of the city, obviously. And how ironically, but a convoy comes through with valuable goods. Huh. <laughs> Great timing. So Hoisted by his own petard. Yeah, absolutely. So they hop in, they get across. The, I think it's so funny that the droids are like, "Oh, there's life forms in here. What are what like? What do you think is going on? Like, why is that there?" And Mace is just like, "Okay, here we go. You you gone." And then he just shows off his badassery by jumping from one to the other. Did anybody real? Did anybody uh like hear the ringing? Like it was the I don't oh. I don't know how to explain that. Yeah. It, yeah, the the audio just gets like really like weird when Mace does his thing, doesn't it? Yes, mm-hmm. and I was like, that's very like Saving Private Ryan esque. They do that a lot in Saving Private Ryan, so that was kind of interesting. Um, I, I kind of thought of it as you know, like that's uh, Mace like really getting in tune with the Force, like blocking out okay. the his surroundings and just focusing on on the mm-hmm. task at hand. Mm. Same. 
I love he puts his hand up to the glass and then just like mm. shatters it. Oh, and a, shatter it, it's <laughs> shatter point. And he, because he truly does, he cares about all the troopers and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I just, I don't know. I picture someone else like punching through it with their arm and just like sending glass shards. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Oh, also, this is our first canonical seeing of Blurgs. Yes, yes. Oh, Blurgs. I love Blurgs. that name so much. Yes. And I love the fa- and I love the fact that the the Twi'leks are like, yeah, that that chicken walker isn't faster than a Blurg. And, <laughs> and you even see like a clone get on top, and it's just like it like almost bucks him off, and I'm like, mm-hmm. that's funny. Um, these babies will do 60 miles an hour, no problem. <laughs> yeah, 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 pretty much. <laughs> Um, so, spanks it like yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um so then they make it into the city mace pretty much takes out all the droids while the clones get the bridge back up because it was taken out um and they capture walk tambor and like mace is like surrender and then cham comes in and goes and then walk tambor is like what's the terms like unconditional. I was like, that's a badass quote by Cham right there. <laughs> but put it in there. And uh obviously the bombers come in and here comes Ahsoka and Anakin. Like, great timing, guys. You couldn't have been here earlier to help us out. Great. <laughs> um, they show up, uh, and then we get Tambord captured. The Ryloth and the Republic forces win the day. Here's the question, though. How does Wok Tambor escape from Republic custody to, by the time of Revenge of the Sith? Push-ups, sit-ups, and plenty of juice. <laughs> <laughs> there's, um, no, there's no canonical story of that, right? No, as far as we know, he'll, he'll, he'll get out of it. Like, well, maybe Dooku sent, like, Ventress or someone or Grievous. Kind of like she did for Night I'm yeah. And, and they also did something very similar for um uh for Poggle. Yes. Um, oh, Poggle okay. And that the one with Poggle is actually covered in um Catalyst, the book Catalyst. But um yeah, I'm sure that's I'm sure I'm pretty sure there's something. I have something rolling around, but I can't I can't grasp it. So. You'll you'll think about it. Um but that is going to be the end of the Ryloth arc. Um, before we wrap it up, can we just talk about like the like protocol droids are like hilarious in this arc because like <laughs> the one protocol droid just goes like, "Man, forget Watambor, we're out of here." Yeah. And then before that, the one that does an evil laugh in the tank, ha 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 ha, yeah. ha, ha <laughs> yeah. in the tank. Like protocol droids are so funny in this arc. Or you get the one that when Obi Wan walks by and he like clashes the other droid, and he's like, "Oh man," he like closes Aww. the door. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Isn't there yeah. a better door? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I'll start with Chaco. Uh, ranking of the arc from youngling to grandmaster. Where does this arc sit for you? Um, I think it's a. I, I put it as Jedi Master. It's not. It's not Grandmaster, but it's a. As an arc, it does things for the Clone Wars that I don't believe other arcs do. Um, at least not on this on this level, and for something so early, this really set the stage for the show. Like you could tell the love 
that went into crafting this this arc and um and it gave us i mean i feel like every person involved in this arc we got such a better understanding of who they are why they do what they do like it, it built tons of character for every person that we see again yeah i'm gonna go master malik i think i'm gonna have to go with jedi knight um because like it's 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 good and there's a lot of good stuff in there um there is my my biggest gripe so like that first episode is really hard to watch with the animation wise nowadays like i'm not gonna hold it too hard against them but like man did they improve with uh with animation like like what like when anakin and ahsoka would talk it just would not match what they were saying at all (laughs) but like it's just like it's not even the fact that like it's i it's a really good arc but like for what comes later down the line like that stuff's more my bread and butter where this is, yeah. this is just like good. Other stuff's like amazing. You know, you know, like I enjoyed it, but you know, like not like my personal, like not, I'm not going to go back and rewatch this one a lot. Mm. Gotcha. Everybody in the chat, let, let us know what your guys's ranking is of this arc. Um, Chris. Um, I would say probably prior to, to bad batch and rebels, this would probably be Jedi Knight. But with the addition of Bad Batch and Rebels and seeing all the connective themes throughout it, that this would probably go to Jedi Master. Okay. All right. I, I, I kinda I'm kind of with you. Um Brian. I agree. Well, I think Jedi Master is fair between the first episode with, with the growth with uh Ahsoka. And I, I love like finally getting to see Mace. Because like in the in the movies, Mace is like criminally underused in terms of mm-hmm. like you basically get the end of Attack of the Clones and then him fighting Palpatine and like that's it. You know, it's just mostly him sitting at the Jedi Temple doing not a lot. So I love that they finally like gave him a you know, time to shine, and so oh, that yeah. was great. So, um, Saint Pat asked what the ranking system is real quick. It's like it, love it, gotta have it. I believe. Yes. Yeah, pretty. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Youngling, Padawan, Jedi Knight, Jedi Master, Grandmaster is the best. Um, so uh, Aiden said Jedi Master agreed with uh, um, Chaco, um, Chris, and, Chris. and, and, and Brian. Brian. Um, Element said Jedi Knight, so he kind of is with uh, Malik. It's okay to be wrong, Element. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Harith, what what is your ranking? Not the follow to group opinion, but Jedi Master for sure. It's yeah. such an underrated arc, I would say, after rewatching it. Because at first, when you watch season one, I was like, eh, I don't know if it's going to be that good. Because season one overall has a couple good arcs, but not like banger overall. So when I rewatched mm-hmm. it with the context of Rebels and Bad Batch, I was like, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. There's your response, Brian. It's okay. We still love you, Element. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Just for context for the listeners, uh, Element 7 states, I'm wrong on the daily bread man. Uh, St. Pat says, Jedi Master, always uh, always love me arcs uh, with clone-centered episodes. I just love the planet Ryloth. Um, But I'm going to have to be in agreement with majority of the group i'd say jedi master it does have a lot of uh connective tissue to it um and i think that's what makes it great i think this is the first real arc that we get to see 
um, real growth between uh, all of our characters that we love and see throughout the show. Mm-hmm. Um, quickly, uh, we've got Star Wars news. I want to get to... Uh, I can never say his name. Uh, he's going to be in the new Eternals movie. Um, he was on Silicon Valley. Oh, Kumail Nanjiani? Yes, Kumail Nanjiani. Uh, I'm probably going to butcher that. But he was recently interviewed, obviously doing press for Eternals. And he said some things about like the process and how he was asked everything. Um, basically he said that his agent got a call, said it was for star Wars. And he was like, yeah, I'm in like, (laughs) you, you didn't even have to ask me what I wanted to play or what I did. You don't even have to tell me anything. And honestly, that's so exciting because now we're seeing people that have, that are also fans arts, which I think is interesting. Now, what character do we think he's going to be playing in Obi-Wan? What are our guesses? He said a new version of a character we've seen before, I believe. Am, am I correct in that one? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, mm, uh, I, I, I mean, can we can we just take a moment to appreciate, like, damn, like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> he, uh, he he look he looks different than than he did on Franklin and Bash. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's, it's it's the Marvel diet, man. Once Marvel gets a hold of you, you're getting Jack <laughs> Paul Rudd, Chris Pratt. Like, look at them. They started. They were. They didn't. They weren't Jack Four. Marvel said, said, "You're ours now." So you better get get. You better get them gains, boys. I think like Chris Pratt, he said like they didn't ask him to get shredded, but like he felt like that's what he wanted to do because <laughs> you're like you're like a comic book like superhero. You know what I mean? Like you want to look, you want to look like. I'm going to do something, not just like I have superpowers and like I just look mm-hmm. like an average Joe, you know, so he wanted to look. Mm-hmm. look Isn't that actually what Chris Evans did? Like he, he didn't even have the role yet and he got huge and was like, see? And they're like, ah, well, yeah, we got to hire him now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's like, oh, he, he's no longer uh, what's his name? He's no longer Human Torch, so. There's there, there's two instances that I love. One, it's um, uh, Tom Hiddleston came in jacked as he auditioned originally for Thor, and second, uh, John Krasinski because on The yes. Office, Jim just Jim just gets jacked out of nowhere. <laughs> and you're like, what happened? Because he was auditioning for Captain America at the time. Yeah. yeah. And then he saw the Thor and was like, nope, can't hang. I can't. <laughs> nope. I can't compete. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Element seven thinks. Uh, I think this is obviously. A, I don't know how serious he is about this. Yeah. But he wants, <laughs> when boss, I. I don't know. It's he's gonna just. That's roll a up. joke. He's just yeah, gonna roll yeah, up yeah. in the boat at the desert, like <gasps> I, I'm here, nah, guys. Nah, nah, fam. I'm back on Tatooine. I can Element take seven, my cover back. <laughs> I feel like Element Seven has a revolver and the. There's only one bullet in it, and it says Quinlan Voss. And like, anytime it's like, who is this? Like, Quinlan Voss. Quinlan Voss. Um, so, this this one's part joke, but I thought maybe it could be a Shred Hett. Maybe we're getting Shred Hett back in canon again. Is that um, the Tuscan? Yes, the Tuscan Raider Jedi. See, that's what no. it makes me think is Tuscan. But like, I, why would I, you? I jokingly said that well, the other day. I'm like, what if he's the most shredded Tuscan or? <laughs> and everyone in the server was like, "Ha ha, funny." I'm like, but 
Well, so, so, like, um, I guess it's it's technically you know legends like Ashred Het is, but like the Tuscans aren't. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Truly, like anyone can be a Tuscan or become a Tuscan, you know? So like that character was a Jedi Padawan who trained under Keanu Mundi. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't want to like, uh, make the Middle Eastern guy a Tuscan Raider. I don't know. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Fair point. Fair point. That's not not the greatest. I mean, I although if they, oh, he's I'll, a character we've seen before. Yes. Yeah, that's what. It, that's why it made Max Rebo. Stop. Ah, <laughs> oh, we got him. R two. We got him. R two. Wow. wow, that's a pull. Bum, 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 that bum, makes sense. Then. I mean, holy no, crap! Are there any little, other little blue guys? Like, but he's all <laughs> Jack. He's like, yeah. are, are there any other like characters that like are of any importance that like you see in like the Cantina scene in like A New Hope or like like let's say face characters that aren't like a blue alien? Like, is there anyone else? I just that thought, what out? If, like, what if he's playing Pong Zababa and he just talks and you just hear Kamel's voice come out of that? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hi, I, 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 uh, I hope I don't, I lost my arm. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, leg- a legitimate question I've been meaning to post is, is he going to talk different now? Because like, <laughs> he's still a, the Solarian scientist from Mass Effect Andromeda to, to me, but, um, no, I, what, what if he's someone like Bausch, you know? See, like he never changes his voice ever, so I don't think he will. Because like he's in, he's in Middle Earth Shadow of War, uh, Mordor, yes. Shadow of War as an orc, yes. and he's just Kumail, but as an orc, he's like, "Hey, I'm going to cut off your head." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Conan O'Brien makes a joke about that during like their like video. Is that the second one? Yeah, Shadow of War. Yeah, Shadow okay. of yeah, Shadow of War. Yeah, Shadow Dang, of War. I didn't play that one. The first one, I I, I was always hunted by. Uh, Ugdabao of the Hot Blades. Oh, that guy was dude. the bane of my existence. Oh, Everywhere dude. I went, oh my god, I, dude, I still get, like sweat. <laughs> get Shadow of War because then you can import him to the next game and have and continue your rivalry with him. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he would he would just get buffer and buffer every time. I'm like, and that was he has two axes and they're on fire. I was like, leave me alone. And. <laughs> So, My nemesis was Feldouche the Painbringer. <laughs> <laughs> that yes. that game is low key. I, I, I love playing that game. See, I while. see. I want that nemesis system, but like put it in a superhero game. Yeah, Star Wars. Yeah. 
Yeah, or a Star Wars game. It works so a bounty hunter game with a nemesis system. Like, you know, like a, a botched jobs or a guy you didn't you thought you finished, you didn't finish off. He's like, oh, I'm back to get revenge. That would be sick. So to end the show, uh we there was a article where they um asked the director of the ninth Jedi uh if this if this episode was a possibility to getting a, like an actual series. And he came out and said that it was. Now I want to gauge everybody's yes. interest in it. Yes, 100%. I think it's, yes. I think everybody. I think everybody's pretty much on board for the show, right? Can can Hard this, yes, yes, yes. Because this this means we can get like more of the continue. I need more of the elder. Like, come on, like, like yes, like let's get let's get let's get rolling on this. Like, I love Ninth Jedi was my favorite episode. I loved it because it was it 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 like it felt like it could fit canon wise in into Star Wars like into the timeline, and I was like, oh, like the way Kara was able to like advance, like she like the Jedi like the the lightsabers were different to every user, and it changed. Mm-hmm. I thought that was because that was a legends ba- uh legends uh thing, wasn't it? Kind of, yeah. This this was sort this was of. done. This is what people believe the legends thing to be, which is better. Um, but you know, in, in legends, you would take a test and then they would just give you a color, a crystal that color. Like all the crystals had colors already, uh, and okay. so it didn't interact with how you did stuff. They would just be like, "Oh, you fight like this. Here's a here's a blue one." You know, but. <laughs> I thought- Oh, I thought it was a, a canon one. misconception. I always thought like people assumed this is what kyber crystals were like in canon. They always just change colors depending to the user. And that's true as well. I feel like this is just going to screw a lot of people up. <laughs> but it's okay. Yeah. I definitely want more of this story though because we have like these three different Jedi that are at different levels, right? Mm-hmm. You have someone who's just getting into it. You have um, the, the boy, I can't remember his name. Ethan. Who's yeah, he's, he's, he's just eager. He's like, let's go, you know? Uh-huh. And then the big alien guy who, like, loses control of his emotions. <laughs> yeah, apparently. And gets really easily manipulated. Manipulated. Oh, man, it's been a long, long day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but, guys, that is going to be a... That's going to be a wrap for this episode. But, Chaco, got something? Well, I was going to ask if we can introduce one last piece of news because yeah. apparently the other day um daisy ridley went out to breakfast with kathleen kennedy yes mm-hmm. and people were speculating does that mean something that's like it's again this comes not too long after those finn show rumors as well so right and i and, and- and Daisy said that they regularly talk, you know, her and her and all like the other co-stars and Finn has said, or John Boyega said, like, I would come back as long as like JJ and Kathy are attached to it. And I'm just like, you know, which one I found so wholesome. She talks to the actress who played her mom and I'm like, that's very wholesome. They didn't interact <laughs> at all in the movie, but I love they say, they like, I played your mom. Yeah, we're friends now. So... <laughs> So this is this is the worst nightmare for people like Mike Zero and all of those other folks. Like it's like this is the like 
oh no, this shit is actually happening. Like the the sequels are the sequels are real. We're finally discovering that the sequels are real. This, and, this, and on, there's there's a lot coming on the pipeline that's making them realize, oh. wow, we're um uh, like a lot of those like channels are like, wow, so they are canon. Crap. Oh. <laughs> right, like the Lando and Luke book, Shadow of the Sith. Yeah. Yes. War <laughs> War of the Bounty yeah. Hunters. <laughs> yes. Yes. We just got a whole lot of Star Wars coming. Did Did you guys yeah. see today that Christopher Walken said he he auditioned for Han Solo? I heard what? about that. What could have been George Lucas is like second pick. Like but he said, he said it, his his uh, audition was horrific, and he would have done a terrible. Like I saw that like a few times. I was like, that's incredible. That That would have been the worst energy. Uh, for anyone next to Gilbert Gottfried, uh, <laughs> had him and Chewie playing off each other. Hey like, Chewie, I, hit the uh, a hot drive. <laughs> I've been around this galaxy a long time. Never seen anything <laughs> like Force. Illusions <laughs> of grandeur. It's nothing for a good old blaster kid. Oh that that oh would have killed God. the whole like like a New Hope would have been it. There would have been no. It would have just been the Star Wars movie and then no. We would have had nothing after that. Oh, oh yeah. my god! Been bad. You're a wonderful Thank human being, Jabba. <laughs> <laughs> just, just give me a little more time. I'll get you the money. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh, guys. Uh, Chaco, starting with you. Where can we find you? Uh, yeah. Um, once again, Darth Chaco on TikTok, on YouTube. Um, I do have uh, a little podcast called The High Ground. Um, I believe everyone here besides Brian has been on there. <laughs> Brian's been invited. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's turned him down. Uh, One day. <laughs> and then uh, I also have um, Diet in the Forest. That's me in Element 7. And that uh, typically happens on Saturdays. If not Saturday, if not Saturdays at 5 p.m., it's Sundays at 2 which it will be this week because my little brother's in town. Um, yeah, I just talk Star Wars. I'm branching out to other geek stuff, and I would be honored if you would uh, join me. We would be honored if you would join us. Thank you. You didn't even ask me any questions. (laughs) (laughs) Malik, where can the good people follow you? My brain's just reimagining the entire franchise now with Christopher Walken. Just just do the that's great kid, don't get cocky in his voice. Just do it. Just do it. Do it. Do it. That's great, kid. Just don't get cocky. (laughs) I just chewy. I want to see him home. Never talk to <laughs> Kylo Ren. Yeah, that's that's the shit I was thinking of. It's like, man, the face no. of my son. <laughs> you can find me. <laughs> you can find me at the Jedi Spark on TikTok. I talk about wrestling, co- uh, comics, uh, Star Wars. I'm gonna be doing just Christopher Walken impressions now on TikTok, though. Um, yeah. You can yeah. find me. You can find me doing po- my podcast, ha! Exclamation point! It's a podcast on wherever you get your podcast: Apple Podcasts, uh, Amazon Podcasts, uh, Podcast Podcast, Spotify. But <laughs> 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 Chris, all right. 
Uh, you can find me on Twitch, TikTok, and Instagram at Star Wars Lawyer, and also find uh, a podcast that I co-host called Too Black, Too Nerdy, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. Now on Spotify. Bam. Uh, Very nice. <laughs> and remember, everything the light touches is our kingdom. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, Brian? Uh, you can try to find me, but uh, <laughs> okay, he got most... a new lightsaber. He's gonna be spinning that thing. Come on, <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, oh come on, Brian with the beard, as you can see right here, is me on on TikTok. Maybe I'll post something. You'll see me in the comments, that's for sure. Um, and I'll be on on Twitter at gingerbeardman, just like making funny jokes. So, and Harris. You can find me at Hair Productions on TikTok and on YouTube at the They Fly Now Show is a podcast I host every Monday. And we're gonna have Malik on this Monday for a mall. Yeah, yeah I'll yes, go. I'll do my best to be there. There we <laughs> go. Bring the Christopher Walken. Yeah. Are we getting you have to do uh, a mall yes. of Christopher we Walken? Reveal ourselves to that's, the that's, that's <laughs> we're gonna save that for the, that that's your incentive to watch the show. If you want to hear my mall as Christopher Walken's mall, you gotta watch the show now. Monday, <laughs> Monday. Uh, guys, you can follow the <laughs> podcast. Dropping to his knees, looking at the sky and saying, "No." <laughs> oh my god Terrible. all right guys you can follow the podcast at the padawans on uh tiktok uh at podwans on uh twitter and at the padawan podcast on or padawans pod on instagram uh thank you all for joining me today thank you to the chat um we will be back on thursday uh, talking the last episode of season one. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. Debut yeah. of a debut of this absolute Chad. Yes. yes. Chad Bane. <laughs> but as always, may the force be with you. Punch it, Chewy. <laughs> <laughs>